How are you? Hey, Dan Dick. Yeah, I'm good. Bye. Oh, man, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to finally have a chance to talk with you and uh, do this podcast. Just uh, thinking about it for, 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 for a long time now, sitting like uh, in February, the last time I talked to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to catch up, mate. Um, we had a fun time when we lived in Vietnam together, so it's always good yeah. to uh, catch up with you. How long was it that since the last time you was in Vietnam? In 2019 or something? Yeah, I left. Uh, no, I, yeah, I left like January 2020. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah, nearly. So it's like three months. Uh, only, three yeah, only like a, Yeah, so when you left in like October. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, how's life back then in, uh, <laughs> in Scotland? How you feel? Yeah, things are good uh, just now, mate. I've nearly finished my master's, so I'll be done in August. So, so you uh, write your thesis now? Yeah, well, I don't really have to write a thesis. I build like a, an app. I'm building a mobile app. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, like, it's more like a project, a summer project. And then, yeah, applying for jobs, hopefully get a big boy <laughs> job. <laughs> but how, how how lies there with like a uh, corona because like uh, for me to live in europe and specifically in in the netherlands like everything is mm. in lockdown and then this month uh, finally fin- they opened back the terrace which is the, the the outdoor but it's only two person per table and coming mm. back here in vietnam like everything here is open and and i know that people scare and and, and aware of corona but in in the same way like uh, is is everything is so free and it's normal? It's like it seemed like Corona has never been here, you know. Really? So, yeah, like yeah, man. Like it's, it's insane. Like you, you go. In, so if you go to a restaurant, like there's no like social distancing. Like you can just just as normal go and sit in a restaurant. But basically, yeah, basically, like what? people kind of aware of it. Like people trying to sanitize and and wearing masks when they need to. But in the same way, like everything just carry out like normal. Well, we, we, we mm. have some uh, uh, inside the country uh, cases and then people uh, kind of scare, but but uh, we close some some gym and some, mm. uh, how you say it, like some some property that can hold more than 30 people. But beside from okay. that, like, like restaurants still open. Like it's so weird for me to coming back home and then I went to, uh, this bar, this lounge, or like a restaurant, and then w- you don't need to book in advance, and you don't need Are to kind sure? of yeah, <laughs> it's insane, uh. man. Food is so cheap, like a beer is twenty k, uh. which is uh. <laughs> you miss it, you miss this, man, you miss it. <laughs> Mate, that you know that is one thing, like so, like in Scotland, like you probably noticed that, and I don't know if it's the same in the Netherlands, but but in Scotland, like there's no street food, like, yeah that way uh, i miss that so much about like vietnam where mm. doesn't matter where you are there will be mm. like yeah some little mom and dad <laughs> like buying or uh, buy me car or <laughs> some far or something uh like some like old lady who's like made yeah. far for like 50 years you know yeah uh, it's, just, it's so i just convenient. miss having that yeah just like <laughs> oh sometimes i wasn't even hungry and i was like oh this is like you know i miss that so much man what mm. what food have you been like eating the most since you went back 
uh, I do in a lot of uh, gum tam. Just, oh, just, oh. Yeah, just pork chop rice with that sweet uh, fish salt and yeah, it's, it's so cheap, man. It's insane. And then like when I back here, like just I, I get what you mean. Like in Scotland and in, in Europe, you don't really have street food. So kind of like the that the sidewalk is very free. So it's it's for the people yeah. who walk. And then when I back here, I can't even walk on a side because like yeah, it's yeah. like bike and car and then some uh some some grandma with with her banmi uh little scooter. <laughs> Are you selling? Yeah, it? some some grab bike driver have like <laughs> <laughs> on the pavement. Oh man, that's so crazy. I guess, I guess though, like you know, saying that. Like I'm as much as I miss the street food, mm-hmm. and like you know, being able to get like a banh mi every twenty steps I took, mm-hmm. or uh, oh, I really miss a uh, you know, is it no no gam the mm. the, orange the, juice. the orange juice yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. and uh, what was the the sugar cane what did you call that again the Look sugar cane juice. Nook mea, yeah. Oh yeah. man, I love that stuff, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's so organic and it's 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 so cheap, and you can just get it like instantly. And yeah. I I think like being away, like I took that for granted. Like Finn is so easy to get, and then in Europe, it's it's way longer. You know, it's everything is is slow, and you kind of have to wait for your turn. And then mm. in Vietnam, like life is so fast. Uh, yeah. And then, like people, you know. It's, is the life is really hot so they're trying to make as much as money as possible and then like they kind of very respect you as a customer so they try and their best to serve you as the best they can and they're so nice and it's so cheap like i was so surprised when i back and i i, I order and i was like instantly like five minutes yeah like, just later sh- like, like the grab guy is like i'm downstairs coming down and i was like <laughs> <laughs> and they're so polite but yeah the the thing i guess like as much as when I'm walking around Scotland and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just, you know, uh, like get some com tam or like uh, mm. some chicken, chicken, just chicken and rice. Like, mm. even though it's cheap, it's still kind of healthy. It's not like, but here, like all you can get is like yeah. McDonald's or like some fast food. Uh, so it's not like, it's not good for you at all. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that if I go for a walk here, I don't have mm. to like, like duck under some yeah, like true. some lady's car or I don't have to like, <laughs> on the road in front of motorbikes to get around a bunch yeah. of people's motorbikes and uh, yeah. yeah so I guess there's 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 good and bad things about yeah, uh, being yeah. home like. it's, it's 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 also I remember we debate about uh there's one time we debate about is it better to live with the heat or is it better to live with the cold mm. and then i remember you said that when it's cold you just kind of hustle through it and it just wear more clothes and then carry on your day and then yeah. i kind of argue back i was like but when with the heat like you already sweating so you just kind of just you know just go for the gym because you already sweating so you don't feel really lazy and then now i finally experienced too thin and when i back i was like well like the heat is making you really lazy in a way like you feel there was like a like a like a block there. It's like a wall prevent you to go outside mm. because you know it's so so comfy to be indoor and with the the aircon on. And then now you go on the street and then it's it's very hot. And then you know like everyone just trying so fast to get where they want to be because yeah. no one want to be on the street. So it's so crazy. I I I miss the cold in Europe. Like yeah, do you know that's that's another thing like. 
I, I mean, even when I was in Vietnam, I was like, I don't like, I didn't like the weather. Like, mm. do you know, do you know, I, I've realized actually it was better in the mornings in Vietnam because it was like, wasn't too hot. Mm. Like before, maybe before like nine or ten a.m. So in those like, <laughs> if you got up early, the yeah. weather was like really good. It was like warm and you could do mm. stuff. But then it just got <laughs> so hot. In yeah, the, true, true. In the afternoon. Yeah. So you, like, you... I spend more time outside, living in Scotland than I did when I'm in Vietnam. Like I'll go on walks a lot more and like mm. spend more time just outside. Mm. That's that's the thing, right? Like, the weather. And then how the they organize the city, it just affects so much how you carry out your day. Because mm. I I can sense it because like in the morning it it was you know everyone is trying to go to work early because they trying to escape the heat before the sun go up really high. So and then like the the sun go up really really early here. So you kind of have to be forced in a way to wake up early around like seven eight maximum. Mm. And you feel like it's normal, and then in Europe for me, like I, I wake up and it's it's cold, and I don't want to get off my blanket. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. And you're like, well, just ten more minutes, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's so many time I have breakfast. It's like eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The that is the thing as well. It was good to be yeah living in well, Asia, like you know, the sun was always there in the morning. Like, yeah. it, do you know, it's nice in Scotland just now because the sun comes up at like 6 a.m. Mm. It doesn't set till like 8.30. So we get like a really nice long day. Yeah, yeah. It is quite nice. But yeah, at least in Vietnam, like you had all year where like 5, 6 a.m. the sun was coming up. Like mm. and it was warm. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. But, but in a way, I... I don't like it because every, well, may, maybe probably just in the Netherlands because the weather is so unpredictable. So you kind of have to look up the weather forecast every day. So I have yeah. that kind of habit. And then in Vietnam, every day is just the same. So you don't really <laughs> need to check it anymore. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna <laughs> rain a lot. Like yeah. So it's kind of you know, man, like being in Scotland, so like you get through the winter and it's a bit brutal, and then. Like spring's mm. supposed to be nice, but like mm. April, uh, a few weeks ago, like it, honestly, it was sunny and I was like mm. out for a walk, and then ten minutes later, like it was snowing, mm. and it wasn't like wasn't like a little bit of snow, it was like like that. Whoa, really? I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so it, it's weird that way. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's but you notice like time more here. Because in Vietnam, the weather was the same, like, all mm. year, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, time would just kind of, like, fly by there. Like, when it, mm. the the two years that I lived in Ho Chi Minh, like, feels like I was there for, like, two months. Like, honestly, just the time just... Yeah. In in a way, yeah, true. But, like, some sometimes I was, like, I'm jealous. I was like, what if... What if Vietnam is not a tropical country? You know, like I mean, we already a third world country. Life is hard enough. Like, what if we yeah. just have like just switch with your weather instead, and then like we have like a bit chilly day, and then you know all the grab by guy just kind of enjoy being outside more. Yeah, and then, you know, life would be a bit easier because since coming back, like besides from going for like a run, I don't really kind of going for a walk during the day mm. anymore. 
because it's mm. so hot, so it's forced you to be inside. And just yeah, it's, it's... I, I remember as well. Like the only nice, I used to go for walks at nighttime along the canal and like mm. District One. Yeah, and uh, but the only way I could get there, I had to get a grab bike from my apartment to like the end of the canal. So mm. get off there, and then I'd walk along the canal and get a grab bike to pick me up to take me mm. home. Like, because yeah. yeah, and that was like a fifteen-minute motorbike uh, drive, yeah. just to go somewhere that was okay for <laughs> a walk. And even yeah. walking along that canal, you had all those like beer, the beer restaurants. And yeah, true. There'd be like a suit. There'd be a grab bike <laughs> driver like just pissing in the canal. Or, like, <laughs> some like young <laughs> vietnamese people like, having a little barbecue beside yeah. the canal yeah, like, yeah. with beers and stuff You'd <laughs> them, like, oh, okay. yeah some weird lady with some weird exercise like just yeah. tearing out their <laughs> dog <laughs> and then some guy just like fishing fish just to stay yeah. the whole day is it's, it's yeah it's it's, it's fun when yeah, you they would that fish in that canal as well. yeah yeah man. that's and, insane uh, could you imagine yeah. that kind of fish in the restaurant along the canal? Probably they sell yeah, it. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was a there was a few times walking along that canal and I saw dead fish just floating at the top of it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And people fish like, <laughs> or, uh, "Oh man!" I, so yeah, bad. it was one of those things. I was like, "I'll never order fish." Like, uh, what do you call that road? Is it what's the road along the canal? It's not Chong Sa, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, I man, I you still got it. Remember. You still remember a lot. My, how's my accent? My Vietnamese accent? Like, <laughs> that terrible. <laughs> no, man, it's good enough. It's good enough. Um, yeah, but it's just so crazy that that now I can see Vietnam the same way that you hear and then see it, and we can get on the same topic and have the same kind of the why in the brain thing. But it's, it's so mm. nice. It's so crazy that back then, like um, you know, like. I, I know that like travel is fun and you see a lot of stuff, but I didn't really kind of expect that it's teach me so much in a way that I completely a new person. Like it's like even like the best scenario, like two years ago, I never expect that I'm this person now, like mm. having so many things to compare and, and see and see so many concept and talking to different range of people and then, understand people more like why they say like that and everything yeah and then like for you like that's why i want to ask like you've been a guy like living in scotland for like your entire life and then like uh one day you decided you go to asia and then uh since then you spend five years being abroad so how do you compare your expectation on traveling abroad like leaving for five years like i was doing for six years just uh for the for the record mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> sexy so, no six years oh six year six years yeah <laughs> I, I thought you say sexy, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate it's uh the scottish accents back no uh, i love it don't worry uh, so, uh here's here's yeah six yeah. six how's it oh, how's six yeah. in vietnamese again i can't remember now Sao? Sao Nam. Yeah. Would that not also mean sex mushrooms though? Uh does that sound numb? Yeah, num is five. Num is, is five like and num Oh num's mushroom is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, true, true, I remember, true. Yeah. Close, uh, I remember yeah. a little bit. 
the uh, sixth year of being abroad yeah and yeah yeah how has changed you uh i guess like the biggest thing would be so i went to thailand when i was 21 like sh like literally the day after i graduated from my yeah. undergraduate degree i went i just jumped on a plane to thailand yeah. and i only knew for two weeks before that i was going it was like really the last minute that i decided yeah. to go yeah um so i guess like i was like straight out of my undergrad like 21 mm -hmm. years old so i was yeah doing a lot of drinking and partying and mm. yeah <laughs> uh, but like can you tell me like and, the story uh, of like how's that happened like why you decide to go uh i decided to go because it was actually i don't know when i was younger i went on a school trip to like france and belgium and mm. uh, I, it was like a history first world war trip and then after the trip a few months later like it was a memorial month and they were like at the places that I went to that uh, and they were showing it on the news and I was like telling my mom and dad about like what those places were about and what it was like and I just remember I was like oh it was so cool to like go and see that place like in person so I guess like that always kind of stuck with me I was like oh I want to go and see places in person and like because mm. I don't know yeah I just that gave me that idea so even when I was like doing my final year of, of uni I didn't apply for like jobs, like graduate jobs, because I was like, oh, I don't want a graduate job yet. I want to go and travel first. And mm. um, so it was always like in my mind to go traveling. And then I didn't have any money. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was doing too much partying when I was graduating. <laughs> so I took a I took a job in a bank, like a, a call center. Mm -hmm. So like all I would do would be sitting for like 12 hours a day answering phones and uh so I had to go in for a training day and mm -hmm. uh, this girl, I had to like listen to her, like speaking to a customer mm -hmm. and uh, this girl picks up the phone and the customer was dead angry and was like shouting at her and uh, she like hung up the phone and I was like, oh, oh, I do not want to work here. <laughs> this, this seems horrible and I'm just yeah. sat there like, oh. So then the girl turns around to me, she was lovely and she was like, uh, so what's your story? And I was like, oh, I've just finished uni. Um, I want to just work here because it pays well and I want to save up so I can go traveling. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this. Like she turned around to me and uh, was like, oh yeah, that's what I was going to do four years ago. And I was just like, oh, I need to oh. like, I need to go. I was like, I can't do this job. Like I'll end up getting stuck here. Something mm -hmm. will happen. Like I won't do it. And then my dad was like, oh, because I taught English before. For so, wait, wait, so, sorry, but like what you say earlier is like you never forgot mm. that like she wanted to go, but she didn't. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, right, she, right. It was like uh, like I could see the regret in her face. Mm. Like I'll know she, like the way she turned around and was like and told me four years. Like I can remember it so vividly, yeah. and she just looked like. I think she, I remember she wasn't that old, but she looked older than, or maybe in my mind, I'm just, she definitely yeah. looked older than what she said she was. She said she was like 25, 26. Mm -hmm. She looked like she was 35, but I was just like, oh. 
I was like, man, that is not going to be me. So, yeah, yeah, like the, so that I think that yeah really gave me like the motivation. But I still didn't have money, which mm. was another problem. So my dad, at the time, uh, he was like, I'll buy flights for you to go somewhere because mm. I had taught English before for a summer mm. job in the UK. Uh, and uh, so I had a teaching, the TEFL certificate. Yeah. So he was like, well, why don't you get a job abroad? I'll pay for your flights as a graduation present. If you mm-hmm. get a job, then you can live abroad mm. and like earn money. So I was like, cool. And then, uh, yeah, like sent out some CVs. And uh, yeah, obviously like, mm. that was one thing I learned is like, there's such a demand for English teachers in Asia. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got a bunch of replies and then this this company, uh, they told me, like, they gave me a couple of options mm-hmm. and then one of them was in this, like, really rural, in the countryside, like, I'd be the only foreigner, mm-hmm. like, really remote place, um, school that's looking for a teacher and they told me a little bit about the school and something, I was just like, you know what, that sounds like the most <laughs> wild option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, was like, I love it. Like when you decide to go, and then you're just like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just gonna go with like the wide experience." Ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I had, I had, I did not know anything about Thailand. I didn't, uh, I didn't have, I'd never tried Thai food. Like, uh, mm. I'd never been outside of Europe before. Um, yeah, I think going on that pl- plane was the second time I'd been on a plane by myself. Oh fuck! And the only other time was from London to Glasgow, which was like a forty-minute flight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, when they they gave me options, and there was like bigger towns and cities and stuff, and I don't know why, I was just like, oh, that'll be the most like. Man, that's I think just because I was just young, you know, I didn't like. Yeah. I really didn't give a fuck. Like, uh, <laughs> I was just like, no, like, like, fuck like, it, let's go. I can survive but, this. <laughs> but like, I, and I say that as in like I didn't care, but I was also terrified like i was so scared man like uh like uh, how do you feel when you're on a plane you was like oh fuck this is real mate it was it was nuts like um i'll never forget those like first couple of days and then oh man like the night before i was going i was crying man i was so scared like i was like and i'm i'm like a big guy uh i don't get down for the podcast you know i'm like mm. six foot four quite a big guy like uh oh yeah man i was in tears like nah, crying that, like that's okay and, uh, i'm the same like yeah, yeah like, it's, it, it, it's scary it, like no man it's so scary I, I remember when i was in like the, the 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 last week before i flew to the netherlands and then i was like oh fuck like like this is gonna be real and then it's my first time mm. outside and I don't know yeah. anything like I, I know you guys, but you don't represent Europe, you know, and then like, mm. like, what if I hate it? What if I have no friend and I don't know the way there? And then even when I'm there, like m- m- my mum rang me uh, when I was in the Netherlands and I was like, how everything is going? And then I was like, I was like tears like on my eye, but I was like, yeah, it's all right. Like I loving it. It's, 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 it's fine. But like, I, I was like, oh fuck, I, I, I get this into myself. So I have to do it now. So I can, I, I can, I can, but yeah, you sweet guy. That's that. And then like you, you and you a good person. That, that's what you're supposed to feel, man. Like I, I hate people who fake and shit. It was like, oh, I'm not telling yeah, anything. Yeah. Oh, fuck that man. Fuck that's a toxic no, masculinity. It was, it was, yeah. Like 
Like, I mean that, like, I didn't care, but yeah, it was, I wasn't confident in it. I was like scared, mm. but I just was like, this is what I want to do. And, uh, oh man, because I was like drunk. I got drunk with my friends <laughs> like, before. So then I went home, started crying. I tried to phone my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she she was not picking up. I was like, I just uh... want someone to talk to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, and then uh, went to the airport. Uh yeah, I remember as well, actually, uh, one of my my favorite teacher, this was really weird, mm. my favorite teacher from high school mm-hmm. was my history teacher. Yeah. I hadn't seen her, hadn't seen her for like three or four years or, or heard from her or anything. And she was like my, like, my, honestly, I loved history at high school. That was my thing. Like, mm. I was about a history geek. And um, she was like my teacher, I think, pretty much all the way through high school for me for six years, like every yeah. time I did history. And uh, she was getting on the same plane, like uh, we're in the queue, oh, really? boarding the plane, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And uh, I, was like, I was like, I just graduated uh, from university yesterday mm-hmm. and she's like hugging me. And uh, her dad and her, she was going to Australia and mm. um, for family so her husband and her dad were there and i like i was like to her dad i was like oh she's the best teacher ever like and he was mm. like oh like i'm really happy to hear that and like she was like tearing up but then on the plane like i ended up i couldn't find them on the plane and then i didn't see her in the airport so because we had like connecting flights in dubai yeah and uh so i didn't see her again i was a bit gutted about that but yeah that was really strange that was a weird really weird coincidence mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, man, like I'll never forget, uh, even like being in Dubai airport, I'd never been in a big international airport before. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like terrified there. And I was like, I don't, I was, yeah. like, don't know what to do. And then mm. you had to get on a train, like a subway within the airport to get to the right terminal. And I was just like, oh my God, like what? Is this? <laughs> and uh, I was a bit drunk as well because I'd been drinking on the flight because it was <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the best idea, like. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Love it. And then, uh, yeah, I remember like, ah, uh, uh, I booked like quite a, like I think it was like a three, four star hotel, because I was only going to be in Bangkok for one day and then get a bus from mm-hmm. uh, Bangkok out to this village that mm-hmm. I had no idea where it was, like no idea where it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had one day in Bangkok and. I booked like a nice like three four star hotel and they got a taxi driver who picked me up from the airport so <laughs> I remember walking into the airport and just like I was like oh my god what is going on and there was a guy with my name <laughs> 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 and I had like a big backpacker like shorts and t-shirt on like it was not like the guy that you hold a sign for you know yeah. and it was like a Mercedes Benz they sent I was like Whoa, what, is what this? the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that taxi ride, like, I remember I was just, I just could not stop looking out the window Yeah. the taxi driver, like, I guess because this hotel, they wouldn't normally get backpackers, it seemed like it was more for business travelers, mm-hmm. so I guess this guy was a bit curious about why I was, like, a dog, like, looking out the window, and then yeah. I was like, oh, and he couldn't really speak English, but I was trying mm. to say him, I'd never been to Thailand. Mm. Uh, before and uh, yeah I remember just being like looking around and seeing like and Bangkok's a massive city like, I'd never seen a city that big before like that uh, yeah crazy. yeah and, uh, 
I was just like, oh my God, I'm here. And uh, the, <laughs> the scariest part was, um, I remember checking into my hotel mm-hmm. and then I was like, I need to go eat something. And I wasn't in a tourist part of Bangkok at all. And uh, also like a month or so before I arrived, they'd had a military coup. Yeah. Like, so the army had overtaken from the government. Oh, fuck. So, man, there was, like, soldiers, and they'd had a curfew. So there was, like, soldiers with, like, rifles, like, everywhere. Mm. And uh, so I walked out the hotel, and there was, like, soldiers walking past. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, where am I? <laughs> so, I was oh, so man. scared, man. That's so crazy. And uh, the, the lady at reception had told me there was, like, a, a mall with a food market mm. uh, across the street. But the street in Bangkok was like just crazy. And I remember like standing next to the road, like for I must have been there for like five minutes, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Didn't know there's no traffic lights or anything. I didn't know how to get across mm-hmm. the road. And I was just yeah. stood there. I was so scared, couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And eventually these Thai people came and did the like, they, they helped me. Oh no, I just like hid them behind them and like, <laughs> snuck across like it's like um, 1.9 uh, meter guys. <laughs> I remember getting to the food market and like just I'd never seen street food like that before mm-hmm. and the smells and there was so many people and I was mm-hmm. oh mate I, I was so scared like it's, it must be very overwhelming like it's overwhelming yeah, yeah. that you deal with the noise the culture and then like you on your own and like you don't know where the fuck you at and then you was like yeah. how's everything work like how should i even order like how should i eat yeah. this food properly and then you know like it's, it's it must be crazy like how you process all that and then how how's from that point to like because i know you from thailand and you go to australia and then vietnam or something and then like how like speed up that process like how you kind of figure it out everything and uh I, it just took time like um i guess because i was so yeah it was weird not knowing anyone that was kind of hard that was hard but i think i got lucky going out to that village because i lived with a thai family mm. so i ended up could speak learned how to speak like conversational thai I couldn't mm-hmm. read or write Thai, but I could like go to a restaurant, order food. I could have a bit of small talk, mm-hmm. and I, that was that made a massive difference. Um, and then making friends, so I, mm-hmm. I like had basically my Thai family in the village who would look after me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like a big. I felt like I had people I could like go to for help. That was massive. Mm-hmm. They're the best people ever. Yeah, and then making friends with. Uh, like Nathan and Sinead, yeah. who you know very well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that helped a lot. And mm. Yeah, just over time, getting more comfortable with mm. everything. Yeah. But like Nathan and Chanel is from that same town as well, or you guys met each other in Bangkok or something? Well, so I was in like a very remote village, and then Sinead was in a small town that was maybe like a 30-minute drive from mm-hmm. the village i was in yeah so me and her would meet up sometimes and then nathan came to do an english camp at mm. sinead school yeah but they knew each other from their teacher their tefl course yeah so um, that's how i met nathan 
Um, but him and Sinead, uh, were, they were just friends at that point. Um, mm -hmm. We were a couple, so mm -hmm. they've fallen in love there. So that's, yeah. uh, oh, that's a sweet. nice little story as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so meeting those two has just been... And also, uh, like, I basically travelled with them for, like, five years. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I was so lucky to meet those those two. Mm. And have like the Thai fam, my Thai family. Yeah, uh, they were just the most amazing people, so that helped a lot. Yeah, like, um, and w w when you get there, and then, um, it's especially when you're in like a remote area. Like, do you feel like you must feel left out in some way that you're the only mm. like you and Nathan is like the only like tallest guy. Or like not like you know like and then you watch and yeah how you cope with that because for me i went to the netherlands and then even though that people is not very like people is not racist or trying to kind of leave you out uh from the group but you, you always feel like you're not one of them so like mm. I, I i i'm i just wanted to know like how do you feel and then how you cope with that mindset and overcome it yeah you know like there was a like living out in that village in thailand was the best thing i've ever done in my life but mm. it was also it's also the hardest at times as well like because a big part of it was like i was a foreigner uh especially at the start when i couldn't speak any thai and there wasn't a lot of people who could speak especially in the village like some of the teachers at the school could speak english like good conversationally but you couldn't have like a long, long conversation with yeah. them. And then there would be points where like they drank all the time. That was one thing I learned quickly. Like mm. <laughs> they were like having beers and whiskey every <laughs> night, man. Like uh, the Thais, the Thais love a drink. I mean, so did the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese love yeah, a yeah. beer, but the Thais love their whiskey. Like, oh, uh, really? yeah. So oh, like I was shocked at that, how, uh, how much they drank actually. That really shocked me at first. Um, so like the teachers at the school, you know, we'd be sitting drinking and then especially at the start, it was a lot of like, they would just point to stuff and tell me how to say it and tie. Mm. Yeah. Like, point at the glass and they'd be like, oh, girl. Yeah. I'd keep saying it and I'd say it wrong. They'd find it funny and I'd just laugh. And then the ones yeah. that could speak a bit of English. Yeah. But there was a lot of times where they'd be like talking about something in Thai and I'd just be sat, you know, kind of looking yeah. around. Yeah. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't really, um, so like, yeah, there was a lot of times like that where it was, it could be quite lonely, but they all, they did, like, they looked after me so much, like mm. they would have done anything. They were just yeah. the kindest people, man. So that helped, that yeah. helped a lot. Yeah. But, but like, do, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird that, that, that kind of situation that you never in, encounter before in, 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 in Europe where you go out to drink and then you kind of hang out with you know, the, you, you, you already, the group of friends that you know and then you know what to talk mm. about. And then like suddenly you're in Thailand like with a group of people that speak different languages and they kind of in a different topic and then you just like mm. most of the time you just kind of just zoom in out and just trying to enjoy yeah. the moment and then just, you know, just not talking but in, in the same way you don't feel left out, you just enjoying that you'd be in thailand which would just i think yeah. it just help you to like accept whatever the situations like bring you and then you just mm. feel comfortable with it it's more patient i think yeah yeah you know that's probably one thing i learned being away was like 
to learn to like kind of let go because there'd be so many times where I wasn't involved in the conversation and I didn't know what was going on when I just had yeah. to accept. Yeah. Except that I didn't know and just yeah, kind of accept what I was and uh, yeah. I think at the start because I was just so excited and you know what it was like because it was out in this village and just the, like you know I was just up taking in everything so mm. and for the first like longest time it was it was fine for me to sit alone mm-hmm. because I was just like oh like what's going on and like yeah. you know, oh, what's this food you know uh, like everyone was just like uh, but after a while, obviously, once I got used to my surroundings, then the fact that I couldn't have a lot of conversations a lot of mm. times, um, it did help when my tie got better. But still, even that, there was the cultural things where, like, mm. yeah, yeah, that I couldn't talk to them about, or yeah, they, you know, just even how they spend their time even silly things like what they like to watch and stuff like that. Like I can't mm. talk about that. Like I wasn't yeah. watching Thai TV with them. So like. mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long did you, you stayed in Thai for, and then do you travel around in Thailand? Yeah. Yeah. I went pretty much every, everywhere in Thailand, mm. like uh, not everywhere, but like I did a lot of places and uh, yeah. So I ended up being there for like two years. Mm. So one year, one year in the village, and then a second year in a quite a big town just outside Bangkok. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a pretty wild second year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, got to see a lot of that and meet a lot of great people. So it was yeah, and then yeah, and then you moved to Australia for another year. No, I went to went to Hanoi um, mm. to travel. No, I've moved, moved there. Uh, so I lived in Hanoi for six months. Oh, really? And then went to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, did I, I, I didn't know that. Like, I know that. Did you not? No, I didn't know. Like, I thought that you oh. in Thailand for, like, a while, and then you to Hanoi just to travel, and then you didn't really like it, then you go to Australia, and then when you come back, you decide to stay in Saigon. But I didn't know that you lived yeah. in Hanoi for six months. Yeah, six months, mate. Um yeah, so it was, it was like living and working in there. Uh, and also I was with Jane at the time then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we were living and working there. And then I think, yeah, we weren't really like loving it for the longest time. Mm. Um, it was like so different to Thailand. I think that, that do you know, that shocked me a lot actually. Really? Like, from from Thailand yeah. to Hanoi? Yeah. Like, it was, what, what shocked you? Do you know, like, I guess I was just confident after the first time going from Scotland yeah. to Thailand and everything was fine and I loved it. Yeah. I was just confident that I could, probably overconfident that I could just go anywhere and mm. because I'm laid back or yeah, uh, because I'm excited to, like, experience stuff, like, I will enjoy it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, like, arriving in Hanoi, it was just, it was like I could... It, I couldn't move. I'd never been to Vietnam and I decided I did the same thing. I was like, oh, I'll just move to a country I've never been to before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just, yeah, I think it got more, even more of a shock. So I was expecting it to be so similar to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And it just it wasn't. It's was so different. Like uh, that shocked me. In what me. way? 
the weather was the first thing. Like, I know it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> I, I remember getting off the plane in Hanoi, and I had, like, shorts. We went, did we go somewhere before? No, we went straight to Hanoi. And I had like shorts and t-shirt on, and mm. uh, because I'd been living in Thailand the whole time, I had no no jackets, no jeans. Yeah, literally just like shorts and flip flops. And I got off the plane, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm so cold!" <laughs> like, was... And then as soon as we got uh, to our like hotel, I remember like just trying to find shops to buy jackets and stuff like that. I was like, "Oh mm. my god, this is like." Yeah. I, I saw it right away, and then yeah, just the the buildings. I remember like driving from the airport, uh, from the airport in Hanoi to the hotel, mm. and I was just like, the buildings just look completely different. Mm. Like, uh, like in Vietnam, you have the sort of like the small, yeah. skinny but really long and tall, like yeah. a row. Like, and I was just like, whoa, the houses are, they just look so different. Uh, but like, uh, and then and then like, what do you think? kind of like your your system when when you travel like what's the craziest like how can you cope with that like uh with the differences like you know you're gonna have a shock and and, and you know that uh, mm. you, you you can't count on what you know like a hundred percent because every, every time you go to different countries it's so different yeah. so so how is I guess your... I guess the the best thing best thing I probably learned is like because as well going from Bangkok to Hanoi like mm. we uh, I've made like good friends in Thailand over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and I started there with no friends and then going to Hanoi was starting with no friends again mm-hmm. although I did have a girlfriend at the time which made it uh, yeah. better but both of us had no friends and mm-hmm uh that was kind of hard as well actually like that was a bit of a shock because like mm. what made thailand easier over time was like we'd had we made close friends with people mm-hmm. so i think like the best way to get over shock is to like try and make some friends quickly yeah because you know it's just someone who maybe they've been there longer or maybe they're starting out also mm-hmm. so you can be scared together and that's okay yeah as well. yeah sure um yeah, and just having someone, and if someone has been there for longer, like even better because they can help you out and yeah, kind of yeah. Um, but also like making friends isn't always uh, the easiest. Like um, yeah, because like if you don't meet cool people at your job when you're mm. living abroad, mm. it's it can be harder to make friends because unless you start picking up hobbies where you can meet people, yeah, uh, you can't really just like. You can do it, but it's hard to still like go to a bar and like make friends. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's it's hard that way. I, I do think so too. I never make a friend in the bar before. Like even, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard, man. But 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 I know how it feels. It's, it's so weird for me when I was like the first time in the Netherlands, and it's like I remember uh, still like Hannah, like yeah, the our group of friends. She said that just give it three months if you don't really like it. Mm. After three months, then you can just rethink about going home or something. And then like it's like my first like my first two weeks, and it's just terrible. <laughs> I just like have no friend, and then the way how people carry out their day is so completely different. 
in mm. Africa. Like there's no coffee shop on the side of the road or like mm. in the corner of the street where you can just sit and watch people walking or because like people function their day different. So you're just really lonely and then you spend most mm. of the time on your own. So it's like, yeah. and then you also, try. Yeah. Well, no, no, go, but go yeah. Also when you don't have friends and if you aren't, I mean, your English is, is amazing. So, and Dutch people speak English, so at least you could communicate. Mm. I think going into Hanoi as well was hard because I I could I was comfortable in Thailand. You know, I could speak about the language. I had friends yeah. now. I had Thai people who were like my family now. Um, then going to Hanoi, it was like, oh, now I don't know the food again. I can't speak yeah. any other language. I didn't feel like I had anyone. Yeah, like I had a girlfriend at the time, but we we're both in the same situation. We we're both kind of freaking out. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, like the food was so, so different. So that, I think that helps as well. Like the first two weeks is hard. You don't know. You don't know what you like yet. Mm. Like, for example, like uh, when especially when you don't know how to order food or where to go for like good food. Mm. This sounds so silly, but for me, like uh, especially in like Vietnam, it's like all right. I found a, a noodle place around the corner. Uh, mm-hmm. The woman finds it funny that I don't speak any Vietnamese and I can mm-hmm. point and she laughs and she's dead friendly. Yeah. All right. So I can go and ha- like, I'll, my thing is like, I'll go and eat lunch there like every mm-hmm. day until I get confident enough to find yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Or I get, uh, That's but true. I think for me, knowing that I have that one place where I, it's, it's okay, mm-hmm. that's a bit of comfort for me. So. Mm-hmm. And then when you start building up more and more on that and you get more yeah. familiar. And mm. yeah, I think that's why the time, give it time is important. Yeah, that's so crazy when, when you say that because it's like, it's exposed you to kind of, you have to accept the fact that you can't get good food and you don't know a lot. So it's like, mm. with like, even with your best joy, you feel okay with having okay food. And then that's just like mm. your mission for the day. Just trying to get okay breakfast lunch dinner mm. and then doesn't so it's kept your expectation low and then you you, you, you be more humble and then and, and be more fit in with with people and then you, you don't really kind of like ask much you just just accept how it is it's so nice that yeah you, and then you, it's i think it's helped you kind of try more new thing because like you kind of have in your mindset like what's the worst thing like or is it you going to have like not that good food but you have so many mm. not good food days, so it's, it's not going to be a problem anymore. So you're not scared yeah. of trying new things, which is really... Well, even when yeah. you, if you go and have, like, bad food, and I've done this so many times where, like, I've stopped somewhere, yeah. and, you know, pull up on your motorbike and you point and they give you something and you eat it and you're like, oh, this is, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> but you learn, you learn where not to go, so yeah, that, that that's helpful as well. Although it does piss you off because then you know you've had some food that you didn't want, or maybe you're still mm. hungry because you didn't eat that much. Like yeah. I'm, I can remember like some stuff that I've ordered, and I'm just like, I, I like, I like to eat duck, like I like anything. But there's been times <laughs> yeah, where I've ordered much. stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god, like what is this? This is I can't eat this, and like yeah, like just left sort of thing. Like, yeah. And it just, it, yeah, like, and it's just like the thing that you don't know the culture. So you don't kind of know how everything works. So you just kind of com- com- combine many stuff together, have your own way of eating and everything. It's just so nice that I remember there's one time we do kickboxing back then. 
and then we went to a fur place and then like you just order your own fin which is like fur and then and then like with a with with like a fry egg or something oh then, yeah <laughs> that combo and then when i hear it i was like whoa well, why you do that but then like now i get it it's just you just figure it out what is you like it more and you, you try and yeah. get comfortable with it it's just so nice it's it's made me good at just like having sort of the same stuff over and over again because mm-hmm. so many times where you can't speak the language and you manage that one day to order something mm-hmm. and then I'll just be like oh and I'll just be like oh like same again and then, like, <laughs> like that far lady and yeah but you know like that was one of my favorite things about everywhere that I lived I mm-hmm. always had like near my apartment like one or two places that I would always go to like mm-hmm. If it wasn't like one of them every day, it was every other day. Like I would be there, and I, I loved those relationships with people. Where yeah. like they would see me coming and like wave at me or something. Yeah. Like that was just like I had uh, a few of those in Thailand, uh, or oh, Vietnam. We had this little coffee guy who just every, he was just so happy every time I went yeah. there. And like as soon as I arrived, he just got my order ready and yeah. you know, was just <laughs> smiling. Like yeah, those, those relationships were were the best like uh that was one of my favorite things about being away like yeah even though like i never had a conversation with them yeah never yeah. uh never like spoke to them got to know them but every day they were just like really nice to me yeah and we just had nice interactions we just <laughs> smiled at each other and laughed and like yeah uh, yeah it's, it's just, just a weird, weird connection that we, we we need those people where you don't really know them like you don't really know their personal life but it's kind of like a customer seller relationship yeah it just brings you to the level that you, that you start to be nice first with everyone and then i i can sense the different when i you know when we are when i'm in the netherlands and then like i'm so shy i don't know what to order and everything but then there's always like people there, like they, they help you out and then they're very friendly. And then you, you kind of send that all oh, people are so nice and you, you bring that vibe back. And then now you, mm. you start to be with friendly with everyone. And then like, you suddenly realize that, well, everyone's just so nice, but you know, that they need somebody to encourage, to take that first move. And then everyone's just going to be nice to you. Yeah. I think um, a lot of like, probably saying like expats in countries like Vietnam, I think where they maybe have problems is that, like, for me, like, one thing I learned is, like, if you can't speak the language, your body language is so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, like, just smile and laugh and just try your best and yeah, be patient because, like, as it's, you know, as well, like, for... For the Vietnamese person as well, like I'm a, I'm really tall, like you know. Yeah, you like, really like tall, man. For, yeah, uh, so like a little, a little lady like selling coffee on the street and sees me coming over, you know, she's probably scared and I'm scared <laughs> because I'm in this foreign country. I can't speak the language. I don't know what's going on, and then I'm probably like, uh, you know, um, yeah. So I, 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 it's made me learn that you know, the energy that you kind of give them. Yeah. If you go in smiley and showing that you're going to be calm, like they'll yeah. be calm, and then you can really, yeah, you, yeah. It's, it's bizarre how much you can communicate if you just like think about the sort of energy you're giving off. Yeah, um, it just and I think yeah. some people don't get that. Like, mm. yeah, it's just so weird when when you don't know the language and then you try to act superior, which is not the way to go. And then like you always this friendly guy, and then just have like funny body language it's like i i know that you're not trying to be silly but it's just so friendly that that people start was like oh this guy just 
just very nice and then he wants something and like people will go extra mile like who goes mm. extra step for you to help you out because because you, you're trying to engage them in a way also which is very crazy yeah like i i, yeah. I love so much like it's, it's make you a totally different person like do you think go abroad for like for me like i'm only go like nearly two years but like i have like a gap in between and i really change so much and then i, I only in one country and then for you like to be away for like six years and then you encounter so many different personality and people and culture and then like hardship like how you think like it must change you a lot as a person like yeah uh yeah <laughs> definitely like oh how do I describe it like makes me far more like empathetic towards everyone like especially like people who don't have any like for example like a foreigner in Scotland mm-hmm. um you know there can be attitudes here that people don't like foreigners or uh a lot of people be like oh they don't even speak English mm. and like for those people like i have so much more empathy and understanding because mm. i feel like not similar but i've been like a minority in a country that i don't understand and don't speak the language and mm. i know how scary it can be mm. and uh, it's made me be like you know like a lot of people are in places where they may be walking around feeling scared and just the sort of energy you give them and like even if you're in a bad mood if someone's like at a work if I'm like at work and a foreigner comes in doesn't speak great English, like mm. really put myself in their shoes and be like, oh, they're trying or they must be like nervous right now. It's quite scary. Yeah. Like, and because yeah. I think so many people were just kind to me, even though they didn't have to be. It's just mm. made me be like, oh, I should always try and try and be kind like, yeah. when you first meet people and give off like the energy that you're trying to be kind because it just makes it just makes everything better. Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's make me feel so doubt, uh, like, it's changed me a completely person, like, I was cocky before, like, but it's like not in the outside way, but you know, like, I think I know everything, I know the mm-hmm. way, like, I know every, like, I know the map of, like, Saigon, I know exactly where to go, what to eat, I, I'm yeah. so comfy with, like, my daily life, and then go to the Netherlands, just throw me off, and then it's, it's teach me so much as a person, just be more kind, mm-hmm. and, you know, be curious, and doubt to uh like i was completely different person like i was like sometime i was like think back in my like before i i study abroad i was like shit like what an asshole i am <laughs> that's the same situation <laughs> yeah, I <don't> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i don't know if i felt uh i was maybe like not i guess because i was like partying when i first went you know all i wanted to do was like party and like mm. just do the most wild shit that I could and uh, mm. I guess like no I guess I kind of needed to do that to get out of my mm. system because like, even when when you met me in Vietnam I wasn't like partying mm. I was still like partying but not as much as when I lived in Thailand like mm. and I guess yeah and I got into like being away as well like really taught me the the value of just trying stuff yeah like like uh everything man like food uh people like i met people who i never thought i would be friends with like just mm. from completely like different backgrounds or 
whatever, you know. Uh, you know, that's one thing I loved about being away. Um, like, all your friends were from different places. Yeah. Like, even if they were from the same country, they were yeah. from a different city in the same country. Mm. And uh, so you kind of just had to, like, really make the effort to get to know people. And you met so many people who just had a completely different life to you, but you could still be friends. Yeah. And that, that includes, like, local, like, Thai people and Vietnamese people, like yourself, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, just the way that, you know, I uh, never thought we'd make meet all these cool people from such different places and, yeah, just learn about what life's like for, for other people. Yeah, that also makes me have more more empathy. Like, everyone, doesn't matter where they're from or where they came from, everyone's got hardship that they've dealt with. They've got things that, you know, happen. Yeah. So it's not just Yeah, you, true, like, man. But it's just, it's, 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 it's crazy for me too to, to know you and you know you hannah sam alessio henry everyone's <laughs> like everyone is so different like mm. like i never imagined like i would know i would know you guys like you from like all the way from the other side of you like you guys are like the reason to to get me to come out you know like because mm. like henry just like oh come out mate it's, it's gonna be so sick and then like of course like if i don't yeah. know you guys i would be so scared more than excited and then because yeah. of like encounter with like hanging out with you guys, like in a way, like every day we, every time we go out for a drink and just like get me something new about Europe. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to kind of really experience it myself instead of just mm. hearing through story. And then yeah. when I experienced it, I was like, whoa, it's so fucking crazy that like, why am I here and doing this, all of this crazy stuff. And then, yeah, yeah it's just my, that the, the the your perception between different concepts is is is, is widened you know it's about everything like like yeah like you you you, you listen to people more and then you try to understand mm. what they think more than just assume that it's just the one way of what it is yeah and man oh like people are just people like it really doesn't matter like if you came from a like doesn't matter where your country you came from if you grew up rich or poor like it, nothing your background does not affect you know you can still meet people from completely different backgrounds and have such a good relationship with them yeah and uh, it's yeah it's really yeah it's made me way more interested in people like i mm. like knowing uh, more about people because like when you like where i'm from like i've still got my like best friends from high school who I still hang mm -hmm. about with now that I'm back in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And like, we're all kind of similar in a lot of ways. We like a lot of the same stuff. We, we've did a lot of the same things growing up, but like when mm -hmm. I was away, like everyone just had something different, you know, like our different mm -hmm. life stories and was into different, like I like that. There was so many people that um, I would have never have met that had like really cool hobbies. Yeah. Uh, and it also encouraged me to like try new hobbies and stuff as well. So I guess like yeah, like trying to like, speak to people and trying new things is definitely like yeah uh, something I've learned the value of like yeah. But like uh, that, that that's what I want to ask. Like do, do, uh, when when you abroad, like because you kind of shield yourself from the outside world and like you start to think more about what I should do because you don't want to be like this person inside the room and just work and then home you know you don't want to be that boring so you kind of try new hobby and then like i know that you uh 
uh, start your hobby with uh, football that we do together and then you do kickboxing <laughs> and then you start to get more serious you're trying to get more fit like use this like rip masculine guy just going to do I'm like kickboxing <laughs> may you like and Thanks, then like with, Thanks, with, with yeah no you are like with all the exercise you do it's just so hardcore and then like uh it's just so crazy that for for, for me to to see that i was like well why you have this i'm trying to find what it's like you're not just to try it but like you really want to like into it like get it like get it mm. hardcore in a way that you really want <laughs> to make it nice yeah i guess i do that with a lot of stuff you know i i do think like deep end maybe is the best way for stuff like even traveling like i just went to thailand just was like fuck mm. it <laughs> so you, even, even though so you this extreme yeah. guy with like extreme no i no i don't i don't like I wouldn't give the impression that I'm like, I'm quite scared of a lot of, there's certain things I'll do and there's like mm. uh, a lot of stuff that I just won't, like I would never go skydiving. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I get nervous flying, right? So like I mm. did not ever want to do a sky, like stuff like that. So I'm not some like, like even like snowboarding, I'm like, no, that's too, mm. too. Uh, so I'm not like some like, extreme guy but like once i find something interesting i kind of tend to just go right into it uh, mm. and get a bit addicted by things but i mean that in a good sense like like you saw what i was like once i started doing the, the muay thai like i was just mm -hmm. like training all the time that was all i wanted to do like mm -hmm. um yeah and that was a big switch because when i was 21 in Thailand, like I, I'm, I was like drinking like every day, like mm. all the all the time. Like, <laughs> when I lived outside Bangkok, like we just it was the craziest like time of my life. Like it was wild. Like we were just mm. every weekend like out to like early hours in the morning, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I remember being in work like so hungover at teaching mm. kids, and I'd have to run out the classroom <laughs> set because I was so hungover. And then like yeah, like, and then by the time you'd met me, like I was like getting addicted to like kickboxing and like yeah, yeah like if that's, yeah, I want to cool. understand that man because it's it's not like a like a toxic way of extreme and stuff because when I train with you and then. Like now I kind of get it a little bit because I start to get into really running and then you really want to commit it to something. But back then I'm kind of just half ass doing stuff. And then like when I just go training with you and then I'm already dying and then like, and then like you always, like, oh, come on, Duke, let's go some, some extra uh, <laughs> uh, session like alone and after train with the guy. And then like you all, you, you really go in for it. And then like for me in my head, I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, can we just stop? Or like, what, <laughs> why you do that so much? Like one hour is good enough. Like, I just want to get that mindset. And then like you yeah. told me, you also want to compete for like kickboxing for like one fight or something. And then like, I just want to get that. Yeah. And then when you in, I just want to try to point examples for you to see that you, that guy with that mindset, because it's no one tell you that. So it's maybe you don't really recognize it. But for example, when you know, when, when you in ILA, like you, you, I know that our group of friends, like we good teacher, you know, you, we don't, we're not assholes just trying to rip people off. <laughs> but like you, you're not only trying to be a good teacher with plan lesson and make it funny. You also 
trying to learn the language, the Vietnamese, and then you, you do and all that stuff. And also you, you become a TC and then you friendly guy. Like, I just want to get that mindset. Like, uh, what, can, can, can uh, you kind of relate it? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, I guess like, I don't know if it was an age thing or, uh, like getting, I don't know. You just kind of realize there's a point where you can't keep, like, like, uh, so like you were saying earlier, like, I look back at that time and go, oh, what an asshole. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like, in Bangkok was the wildest time. Like, and I'm, like, laughing, like, thinking back to it. Mm. But I was also, like, an asshole at that time. You know, like, mm. I was showing up to work, like, yeah, pretty much drunk to teach kids. You know what I mean? Like, that, like mm. there was a bad side to it. Like I'm saying, <laughs> like, running out of classes because I was so hungover to be sick, you know, like, yeah. I would like phone in sick to work because I was drunk because I'd been mm. out partying all night. And, um, you know, like I wasn't taking responsibility. Like I remember as well, like uh, living in Thailand, I was like, bl- like blowing my salary too early. So I had to get like an advance <laughs> from my boss and stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> just, just being a, like, yeah, being an asshole. Mm. And, uh, well, it was fun at the time. Uh, stuff like that. I don't know. I just was like, you know what? I don't want to be that anymore. So yeah, like, uh, yeah, and even teaching like, like that, I didn't want to be. I kind of realized as well. I was like, this is like these kids' education, you know. Like, this isn't. I'm not on holiday here. Like, I I have a job to do. Like, even when I was partying, I was always prepared, and I'd always like try and make it fun. And I was like, mm. good, I had good relationships with the students and stuff. Like, I was always trying to make them laugh and like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I guess like I took more. I realized I had to be more responsible. So like, mm. yeah, ILA, yeah, I worked quite a lot to, and I enjoyed it more, you know, I got more out of my job and I really loved, yeah, I loved teaching at that time. It was so fun, man. Like the kids were awesome. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of hard work, but yeah, teaching mm. was really cool. Um, it was really fun. Like some of the kids just, yeah. The memories of like being in those classes and like having such a great time with the kids and everything was, yeah. was amazing like some like i would love to hear from a lot of those students uh so i think at ila because i stayed for so long in the one place and i had students for like a very long time mm-hmm. and a lot of them were kind of older and had very good english so i had mm-hmm. like i could actually have like really good relationships with my mm-hmm. students so that was really that was really special as well you know i've never really thought about that until you just asked that so that was a yeah good yeah um, my... yeah yeah sorry continue but yeah, and the same, like, yeah, so I just took, realized that, like, I don't want to be the guy who, like, phones in on Monday morning and is like, oh, I'm sick, but really I've been out partying all night. And mm. I want to be the guy who, like, you can be relied upon, does a good job. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I just kind of realized that wasn't what I wanted to, to be. Mm. But it was fun. But I, I feel like I did need to do all that to get it out mm. of my system. And then... Yeah. Same with the, the fitness stuff, you know, like I was never like in Asia out of shape. So I was always like playing football and then living in Asia, I just ate way better than I did in Scotland. Even though I was drinking all the time, like I got, yeah. I lost weight and stuff. Um, mm. And then I don't know, just as well, I was kind of realized I had to be more responsible with my health and mm. then kind of wanted to like, sometimes when I look back at what I'd, did but all i did was get really drunk that weekend 
mm-hmm. like when I lived in Thailand, I never did Muay Thai once. Mm-hmm. It was only when I went to Vietnam and like once I started doing it in Vietnam, I was like, oh man, I could have been doing this in Thailand, mm. like with proper Thai people. And then yeah. I realized that like, oh, I missed that opportunity just because I was like partying all the time. Yeah. So I think I learned from that that like, you know, there is more to life than uh, just partying all the time and being responsible and yeah. trying to pursue different things rather than just going out and getting drunk with your friends. Like, yeah, same. And like, I was kind of re- like, like the first when I hang out with, with you and, and then like you, I mean, like you, you already fit, but it's not that hardcore. And then like, <laughs> since you start doing kickboxing and everything, like you get me out and then it was, and then like lay on, like, we par football for a while and then we play star again and it was like you, like when i play with you you know this rip guy just run like crazy and is doing kickboxing session like insanely i was like oh fuck where's that come from like, <laughs> what video yeah. did you watch like who motivate you <laughs> yeah I, I don't know man it was just uh I, you know as well probably like at that time uh, because I was with Jane yeah. and uh, she was she was old like six years older than me because mm. when we started going out so she was 28 and I was 22 so like I was immature as fuck mm. and she was about older <laughs> so do you know probably like being with her kind of made me a bit more mature from that from that like 22 23 age up. yeah um, which is you know in hindsight like a really good thing yeah i probably learned and she was like i had one girlfriend in uni um but it wasn't like i wouldn't say it was as like serious and as real a relationship as what Mm -hmm. i had with jane so that was like my first like because me and jane like lived together and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i guess that that helped as well it kind of made me like you know she wasn't going to be hanging around with some guy who's like <laughs> getting drunk all weekend and like uh, getting yeah, up to all sorts you know yeah, um, so i guess that kind of that kind of i yeah, i, I get it but like bit. yeah being with a relationship like really like be, being in a relationship or like being with good people in general just kind of generate how you think and you want to be better because like we all need each other like like mm. just just because i don't say it but it just for example like just hanging out with you guys like back then like it just exposed me with so many concepts like henry with this guy is knowing so much about politics and then his environmental stuff and then mm. like sam is the guy just like uh, sometimes he's drunk and he can just be really he talks shit all the time but he's very mm. ar- arguable like he very he's super honest like he, he never say something that doesn't like, you know, just make you happy. Like he always say his point mm. and it's just like you doing so many hardcore stuff like with like gym and everything. It just motivate me in a way. And sometimes, you know, like when you need motivation, you can just look to your left or your right and you see these people, your friend and like, oh, yeah. they, 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 my friend, they close me. They, 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 they know celebrity and then they doing this. So, so I want to do it. They want, I want to get serious. Well. I think that's a that's a big thing is like with traveling, meeting people who were into different things because like none of my friends back home are into like uh, doing like Muay Thai or boxing or anything mm. or like all, all of them, a few of them are into like going to the gym and keeping fit but most of them don't and then so that's why like Nathan, man, mm. he like the, the gym stuff, you know, I probably owe 
a lot to him for motivation and Sinead as well because she's really into keeping fit. They were like really into the gym, both of them actually. Mm. Uh, and I wasn't. I remember we lived in Australia and we lived in this like mining town, like mm-hmm. a, this isolated city where we like worked in a mining lab. Mm-hmm. And those two uh, would go to the gym and they kept trying to get me to go to the gym. And I was like, nah, I don't like gyms. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that was a probably like having those and I could see the benefit of like learn learning from them like, like you said like um they were into like other stuff that i wasn't and yeah i wouldn't have experienced that if i hadn't like met yeah. other people from different places yeah definitely man like now I'm, I'm i'm also doing running because like one of my friend like he get me into it and then like with the lockdown you can't really go to the gym and then you just mm. you just start running and then like you you start to get addicted uh, you just really get serious into it i was like what if i make 6k what if i get 11k like how is this gonna feel different and you know and then sometime like i was like fuck it just let's smoke a joint and run see how far you can go no man i get, I get pre- pretty far like you you you, you how you far did you do after after a joint 5k that's, yeah, that's pretty good yeah but it's it's, it's 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 quite slow uh run but it's like it's it's slower to get you feel tired and then like when you think you're tired and then it's getting you a why to kind of like know you're tired so just yeah. keep and then like but i bet man i bet people just like look at me on the street as my sleepy eye and it's like sky run but but it's, <laughs> it's so fun man like i try to look it up how it's to feel when getting high and running this is I'm not the only one there. Oh, really? Yeah. doing it. It's so fun. Dude, would you yeah. recommend it? Because, like, obviously, I'm a big stoner, but, like... Uh... Yeah, it's just, just don't, like, get super high. But it's, like, when you so feel... Like... Yeah, just, like, f- for me, I'll like... Talk, yeah. Yeah, and then just go for a run. And then, like, maybe the first time you didn't really feel like it. But, if like, I know you're, like, a guy who who who, who try and to to do exercise and like when when like the first moment you don't really feel like it and then like the second time you into it i'm, I'm gonna do it in a bit like i just love running in like yeah. the evening and like like that just help you a lot like you don't yeah. think anything and you use you sweats in you on your own my and it's just so good man it's so good and then yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get serious with my run like like at the end of the year, I'm trying to go for like half a marathon or like 10k. Oh, mate, I'm, yeah. I've signed up to do a half marathon in October. Oh, really? Oh, man, yeah, keep, yeah, keep yeah. me updated with everything. But yeah, uh, oh, that's awesome, mate. Because um, uh, same as you, um, because gyms and stuff are closed, uh, mm. me and my mate, we've signed up for a half marathon. So I started running as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's a really good, it's really good for your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I, I n- now I get it, man. Like now I get it why you love running because it's just when I play football and when you run after the ball, it's feel nice also. But it's like running is like you on your own sport. It's like a single sport, and then like you compete mm. with no one, and you feel so comfy. You run, and then sometimes you, you mm. see some people they run ahead of you, and you trying to keep their pace or like just trying to mm. kind of like oh I'm just gonna make it one more round and like just push through that little limit it's just help you trust yourself more in a way mm. like for example if today i was like i set 5k and then i run for 3k and i was like fuck like 
no, like, you know, like, it was like, come on, pussy. Like, you're not going to stop at three. <laughs> like, you, you try go for 5K and then when, when, when you nail it, you was like, yeah, like, next time I'm going to do it as well. Like, it's build momentum. Like, you trust yourself yeah. and you don't know. Yeah, the pro, you can see the progress is there. Yeah. Is and then the nail it. I just thought of, um, like, being away traveling as well. Like, it made me realize how important sport is mm. because, uh, especially, like, football, where, like, it's so international you know like mm. we used to play football and half yeah. the guys uh half most of the vietnamese guys we played with couldn't speak any english but yeah. we could all play we could all play football together and like have yeah. fun and it, it was awesome like, I, I really yeah. loved like um just the way that like it didn't matter if we couldn't speak the same language like we could still yeah. just all play football and have fun with each other like that was amazing as well like it yeah. made me realize that like sports so cool that way because like it's it's almost like a way of like communicating with people that you don't yeah, know yeah yeah true and it's, it's make me so confident also that well it's in a way that sport like you don't really need to understand the language but you you know where that person gonna run in the field you know and then like you have this like connection of energy when you score a goal or, like your team played good and then like you yeah, pass the yeah, ball yeah. to him and it feels so yeah, nice you're like, you're like, oh, yeah you're like yeah yeah and you shake yeah. hands after the game <laughs> and stuff and like yeah you know like as well like i remember like one of the first times and you know even playing in vietnam you know like if someone gets nutmegged like the ball goes through the legs like, yeah everyone's like oh <laughs> you know, like, like the jokes are the same like it's, yeah it's yeah it's, it's so sick and then well, I probably I also watch a lot of Joe Rogan, but like he's really into like mixed martial art and then like yeah. do, doing boxing and kickboxing, like it's it's completely you make you more confident, like you more control like the realistic situation, you know, like you know how brutal like a fight can bring you, and then you 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 always you always want harmony, like you, you respect people more mm. and then it's bring you down like materialism is nothing, you know, like when you're in the gym like it's, it's not you and your new shoes man like when you're in the fight or something like it's just all you and then how calm you are with with that person mm. so you're trying to be nice as a human being and it's teach you so much as a person it's so crazy yeah i, I think the thing i like the most about doing like kickboxing or boxing or something is like when you're like especially if you're like sparring or you're you're fighting someone at training you know, you have to concentrate so mm. hard. Yeah. That, like, it's like one of the only times where my mind doesn't think about, even when I'm playing football, mm. like, I'll be like, oh, we're going for a beer after. Like, in my head, I'll be like, oh, we're going for a beer after. I'll have a moment <laughs> where I'll be like, yeah, we're going for a beer or we're going for food. Like, what's happening? Yeah. But like, boxing or Muay Thai, you have to concentrate so much that like, your mind yeah. is just, it's the most like my focus my mind will ever be and i think I, I really love that about it like it's just you're so in the moment with it otherwise mm. you're gonna get a punch like you know yeah true it is, like. yeah it's, it's crazy man like thanks to you like as i was get into boxing like i still keep the the grab and the wrap and hand gift that you gave me i bring it back home now so like now the gym is closed but as long as it's open again i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for for kickboxing again nice mate yeah that'd be good yeah, yeah man it's like uh yeah last question like do you think being abroad that's helped you more conscious now and then what if this six year you don't you didn't travel at all and then and then like i i know that uh coming home like after such a long time like 
what's what different like what changed you forever and then like what in you is still never change yeah um i definitely feel like i understand people a, a lot more um because i've met so many people you know like when you grow up in a place and everyone has the same background a lot of them have the same interest mm. they're a lot very similar in a way it can make it kind of harder to understand people mm. because your perception of people is only that small mm. number that you know so once you start meeting people from other places and yeah it just gives you a lot more understanding of people and um, yeah yeah i think that's one of the biggest things i've learned and yeah just the value of like I think it's taught me a lot of patience. Like, really, like to just a lot of times you just have to go with the flow. Like things, mm. things aren't always going to be easy. Like, and that's the thing I think people forget about like living abroad. Like, as like a lot of the time, it's not easy. Like, mm. you have just as much like bad days as you do good days. So like, and not all the time. Like, but you know um like when you live in v when i lived in vietnam you know there'd be so many times like things like the traffic was bad yeah. or like i can't speak the language or get lost yeah uh and as well when things like that and it's hot and i'm sweating so much you know mm. and i'm a bad mood now i'm tired because it's so noisy here <laughs> yeah. you know if people if people say new york's a city that doesn't sleep like they've never been to saigon <laughs> Oh, fuck me right. <laughs> yeah, just always so always noise so like you know like people i think for me coming home like people just have this idea of like either the the grass is greener everywhere mm. and it's mm. really not like there's like everywhere's got good things and bad things about it like nowhere's perfect mm. and uh so like you just have to kind of take the bad with the good or where you're at and nowhere has got to be perfect. So like sometimes when I come home and like or if my mates will ask me a question, like they think they almost see it as like I was like on holiday living in paradise for like six years, which you know, the amount of times I was in Saigon stuck in a lane of traffic for like 30 mm. minutes with like a thousand <laughs> motorbikes around me, like breathing in toxic fumes yeah. and like just drenched in sweat. <laughs> And Google Maps doesn't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm like, oh, I hate this, like you know. Like, yeah. Um, so I guess like yeah, just having more understanding that like, and it makes me more comfortable like where I'm living because yeah, nowhere's perfect. Like you can't just yeah. It, like the grass is always greener. Just isn't isn't true. Well, it's true in the sense you think things will be better, but yeah, yeah. it made me more comfortable and yeah, very grateful that. Uh, you know, like I will say, like like you said as well, like Vietnam's a developing country, so is Thailand. Like uh, they're getting wealthier, um, and just even the countries that I travel to, like I saw, saw like poverty, like I'd never seen, um, having lived in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Like not saying Scotland, like there's poor, there's poor places in Scotland and the UK, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't compare like India, uh, Nepal, places like that, even some places in, in Saigon or mm-hmm. Vietnam, you know, like there's some heartbreaking poverty. There's a lot of, of problems. Um, yeah, so it made me like, although it's hard to see stuff like that, uh, made me feel very grateful 
for the life that I got in Scotland because we have it we have it so good here. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I tell people that as well. Like, you know, a lot of stuff we take for granted. Like, it yeah. has made me way more appreciative of what I get. Like, Scotland's not perfect. The UK is not perfect, but mm-hmm. we do have a lot more than a lot of other places. So I'm very grateful and know how fortunate. Yeah, um, to have been, uh, and even like you know, there's so much stuff that, yeah, small small things. You know, like yourself, like being Vietnamese, uh, you can't control which passport you have, mm. but yet because I was lucky to be born in the UK, I can like travel way more. It's way easier for me, and like I, I think that's so unfair. And but in a way, I'm like, yeah, I'm so so lucky you know and it's mm-hmm. unf- it's not fair but i also appreciate that i got lucky where i was born um and it's made me like just yeah want to make things fairer for other countries as well because i've seen like how unfair and difficult life is in other countries yeah sure but like do, do you also like believe in like you like yourself more because you spend more time with yourself like you do a lot of hobby on your own and like you, you trust that even though there's things you don't know but 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 you can just nail it too because like you already you know like people who, who travel like you you deal with so much difficulty and then do, do you feel the same that you you trust yourself more like after a long time of traveling yeah i feel more confident like and like i was saying like the night before i went to thailand i was crying you know like mm. <laughs> and uh yeah because i was scared and like yeah i'm still scared about a lot of things in my life but if history has shown like i can kind of make it you know if i mm. like like maybe i don't give myself credit sometimes that like you know most people don't want to move to a country in a small village where they've never been before and yeah. like Yeah, you know, I went and did that and, like, still call them my Thai family, like, still speak to them. I went back to visit them uh, last Yeah, last I, year. I, I saw some fall. Yeah. Left yeah, that was amazing, man, going back to yeah. the village and stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah, just more confident and belief in myself that, you know, like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm okay, I'm friendly. I can make No, friends. man, you, you are that, like, you're uh, that guy. Like, you're that guy. Like, you just, you just self-critical and... And, and humble guy that you, you you don't say it but probably also because not a lot of people saying it but but like i have my panic attack in netherlands and i was like mm. I, i i was i was on psychedelic so i was like i changed it's changed me so much like it's it's, it's make me look at people in a different way and then like i, so I just want to tell you man like like everyone inspire me a lot and then you are one of them too like Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, man, don't, don't worry. Like, you are like just this friendly guy and just doing a lot of stuff. And then, and then, like sometimes I, I, I wonder. Uh, yeah, another question that I, I, and like when you're doing teaching and then become like a TC, and then hmm. in what way that you think you want to do different from it? And now you doing computer science, like you doing coding. Hmm yeah you you went serious for it yeah uh yeah i guess that was a massive thing like that i tried while i was away that i never thought you know when i went out to thailand if someone was like yeah you're going to come back and try and be a software engineer 
mm. I'd have been like, what the fuck? Like, I, don't know <laughs> about com- I know nothing about computers, man. So yeah. like, I'd have been like, True. <laughs> um, I guess, like, although I loved, I loved teaching, uh, like, teaching was amazing. Uh, it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. yeah, I've got a lot more like respect for teachers than I ever did, man. Like <laughs> and people who work, people who work with children. Mm-hmm. It's also made me like be more appreciative of like how awesome, how awesome like kids are because mm-hmm. they really do like make you appreciate like just being silly sometimes. Like yeah. as an adult, it's good to be silly. It's something yeah. that you don't because <laughs> uh, kids are just so silly like they just want to like fuck around and like have fun and like yeah i think as an adult you know you forget that so like yeah i kind of learned the value of that through teaching i don't know if i was supposed to but like mm. um um but yeah i like although i did enjoy it and it, i knew it wasn't long term for me and mm. um, i just knew that as i don't know i always had that feeling like it didn't matter how good the teaching was even if it was like good for like i hadn't had a bad yeah. class for a long time i always knew mm. i wanted to do something and then yeah just kind of had that feeling the whole time so mm. yeah i guess probably yeah, yeah but best good, my, on that. yeah it's, it's good that i when i remember that, that you said that you're gonna do this course for like three months of doing it and then like at, at first i thought just like oh it's just gonna be like a side hustle and you're still mm. gonna do teaching and like you're gonna stay here forever we're gonna be friends till we die <laughs> in vietnam we're, hey, we are gonna be friends till we die don't you worry about that mate yeah no, thank we'll you man like yeah man like it's, it's so many people i met like in vietnam that just completely changed me forever like it's, it's star from i was in ila and i learned so much like i mean both ta i i, I met so mm. many people that exposed me to that concept of, of kindness and then just trying yeah. hard and then like doing everything yeah like- it's really yeah like all, all the experiences of traveling it's made me just like love people like pe- like people are amazing you know like yeah and that is it's like meeting like me and you good mates like till we die and uh, all yeah. the other good people that i've met and just not even people that have became long-term friends like like i was saying like the average person like local in vietnam or taiwan or thailand whatever it was even traveling around just the people that were just like friendly yeah uh, or like we're in the restaurant and they were like super nice like just there's so much kindness and most people don't get me wrong like there's some assholes like yeah of course (laughs) around you know yeah. Uh, there's assholes everywhere but like the vast majority of people are good people and yeah. they most people just want to like be nice to other people have good time with their friends and their family and yeah just get on with their lives like no one really wants to hassle anyone so yeah. it's maybe like have a lot of faith in in humanity because people are good yeah it, it is man and then like it's exposed me so much that like I like it was like 20, 21 years old me. I thought like like I know exactly how the world is gonna work and then it's gonna have this plan and this is gonna be perfect. And then like it's you know, like me and you guys just just went me just took me off the road and then like teach me to be like like f- f- like my perception of friend is so different now that you don't need mm. to talk to each other like every day or like but it, like mm. like good people, you know, just met good people and then like you like you I learned how to talk. Like back then, I just, I'm just like a kid. Like I just basically learning 
how to tell a story. I'm not even like <laughs> I just practically <laughs> practicing talking. I'm not even talking. And then like now I was like know how to tell a story and like how to kind of you know just blend in with that conversation. It's like give your opinion and like standing mm. up for what you believe and and then like it's 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 okay to have a contrast with a different person but still being mm. friend and then like 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 you respect you so many people and then like you know that like how crazy different people is and then like mm. you just kind of like know how it is and then as long as we could be nice and being good to you like that's good enough and it's make you understand the fundamental stuff and then i think i'm more human than ever you know like it just make me just super down to earth that i'm just not mm. judging people by their cover like by their their their, yeah, their, yeah. their physical appearance anymore that you know like you, you just want to sit down with some person and you have like real conversation it's like two hours straight mm. without you know like that's how it's supposed to be and i'm so happy that, that i'm become this person and just because of all of you guys no dude it wasn't you know you're this person because you want to be this person like we, we you know i never once told you like if you asked me i remember like the conversations we had like before you left to go to the netherlands and like you know i never once told you to go like you would just ask yeah. me questions and you know you wanted to go it wasn't like me jane hannah and sam and uh, henry were like oh you need to go traveling Duke. like we didn't push yeah. you at all you just mm -hmm. naturally wanted to like because most of the other tas didn't want to like they were didn't like hanging around with foreigners as much and like you just wanted to like see what our thoughts were on stuff and so you're this person because because of you we may have helped a little bit like give you yeah no man encouragement a, but like, you help a you, lot you did it yourself like don't 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 put yourself down with like how much it's on yeah you. man but I'm, I'm so grateful this is so crazy that like yeah sometimes it's just like some decision just just change you forever and then like you know like i never i wasn't this person like because it's it's so weird that in vietnam i know there was either you really good at your job like you really career oriented and it's because it's my mom and my dad like they work really hard but they have no fun at all and then like they they they, they they're easy to be around with but they, they don't not kind of person like you can sit down and talk to and then you know like you're curious about anything mm. and then like or either people who just party a lot and don't know about uh about work and then they just party and mm. they don't really care and then like you guys just like within that range like it's not that we work like super hard but it's just like mm. we responsible like you guys are responsible mm. person like who know how to party like having a good time but also <laughs> like walking like trying yeah to be... but know when when to stop and when yeah yeah that's, that's, that's good that, yeah i didn't know that before like uh so when you yeah. met me i i yeah i was i'd learned that lesson um yeah i think i think you're totally right that is the best way to be like with most things in life you don't want to be either extreme you really want to be balanced with, yeah. with everything and the same with like one thing yeah like coming home is weird there's like i'm so lucky like i have like my best friends from high school like you know even though i've been away for six years like i'm still super mm. close like uh yeah like my best friends around here like i love them you know what i mean they're like my brothers and yeah even though i was away all that time you know they're still super close with me but like being away also 
just taught me how valuable it was to have friends. Like I said, like being in places and not having friends yeah. also made me like really value the people that I've met because I've I've had times where like I didn't have any friends, you know. Yeah. I don't know anyone. Um and like like you said as well, and it's okay that like me and you, like last time we spoke was like what Feb well properly spoke was like February. Yeah, like February. Yeah. But we can still phone each other and have like a nice chat and like Oh, mate, I really want you to come to Scotland. Like, <laughs> oh, once man. I finish De- you, definitely, like, man. Over, like, yeah. yeah. When this corona is over, definitely I'm going to come. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so happy. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for, for, for coming on the podcast, man. Like, oh, <laughs> absolute pleasure. I love you, mate. Like, you're, uh, like a, you're a big part of my life in uh, Vietnam. And, uh, yeah, you made my time in Vietnam, like, really awesome. So, oh, uh, you too, man. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't stress enough, like, how important you guys is to me. Like, you know, like, it's just so crazy that when I was 22 and then, like, I went to ILA and then, like, since then, I think, like, I started to become a person. Like, I think more properly, you know, doing so many way more cool stuff. And then, mm. like, everywhere you go, you know, like, you always have your group of me that who represent what you believe, like, how good person supposed to be yeah. like it just keep you on that track and so nice yeah and yeah i'm so happy to see that you know after because I, I remember when before you left to go to the netherlands and we would go to like kickboxing and we'd go for coffees and stuff yeah and yeah i, I knew you were scared like <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, like i remember telling you like how scared i was at the start and everything and yeah, there was like times where I was like, a couple of times I was like, oh, I don't know if he's gonna, if he goes, if you if you stick it out, like maybe he will. You know, I was like nervous for you, and so to see that you've went and done it, and you, you know, and we're sitting chatting about it, I'm I'm proud of you, mate. Like it's amazing. Oh, thank like, you, man. Because I know how scared you were, so it was a brave yeah. thing that you did, and uh, it's obviously worked out so well for you. So yeah, that's really very crazy, you, man. Like it's only two years. But it's just like I learned so much. It's just like I swear in like this 10 year of knowledge and experience within like two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, oh, it's just so crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, so I'm, I'm so happy for you, mate, because, uh, you know, as a, as a difficult thing you did and you're a brave guy and you're a really kind person and you're just like, uh, you're always just so interested in other people. And you've always got time to like talk to people. So it's good. Oh man, that's that's too much. I like I couldn't take it anymore. Thank you. Just don't, don't say it. It's too much, man. Uh, I, I'm not trying to be a narcissist, so uh, I couldn't take that a lot. Oh, we need uh, to check the ego. Take some <laughs> mushrooms. That will reduce the ego. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop recording now. I know.